This podcast is a Majestic Giraffe production. For more information and more content, visit MajesticGiraffe.com. But I was going into Toshi Station to pick up some power converters. are clean, the vaporizers are patched, and the speeders fueled. It's time to pick up some blue milk and power converters. You're listening to Toshi Station Radio, brought to you by the Majestic Giraffe Network. Now here are your hosts for the Snarkiest Podcast in Star Wars and Geek Culture, Brian and Nancy. of the Great Chat Flats. You're listening to Tashi Station Radio, the bright center in the universe for all things Star Wars and geek culture. I'm not your host, Brian, and with me, as always, is not my co-host and wife, Nancy. Hi! On today's episode, we're talking all about New York Comic Con with Bria. We're about to get started, so sit back, grab some power converters, and enjoy the show. Yeah, it's weird. I don't like doing the intro, so Brian, <laughs> you cannot lose your voice. Brian has lost his voice from work um so he is graciously playing the Roz for tonight's podcast um and we will attempt to carry the show by ourselves which will be fun because i don't like doing the intros as evidenced by rambling so bria welcome back on the show thanks hey everyone uh we lived vicariously through you at new york comic-con yeah, I, I tried to tweet as much as I could, and then I kept getting distracted, and my phone kept not being in my hand, so oops. Why was your phone not in your hand? Well, I was managing a line at one point, oh. three points. I was selling books at another point. Eh, yeah, I guess that's the reason. Yeah, I was watching Rebels at another point. Yeah, they would not have let you hide your phone then. They were getting very cranky at us, actually. We were trying to take a selfie of all, like, of all of us, like, the Star Wars bloggers, where they're like, you know, if you have your phone on during the thing, like, what? Don't take selfies. And I'm like, you haven't started it yet. Like, yeah, chill. <laughs> I was like, we'll turn our phones off. <laughs> all right. So uh, before we start, we're brought to you by our awesome Patreon subscribers. Click the link on TashiHeavyStation.net for more details and learn how you can support the show. Tashi Station Radio is also brought to you in part by Her Universe. Flaunt your world with Star Wars, Star Trek, Marvel, Transformers, Doctor Who, and other fandom-inspired wardrobe and jewelry. Click the link on our blog to purchase awesome geek gear and keep the lights running on the podcast. Yeah, I really don't like doing that other stinger. <laughs> <laughs> We're just swapping all the roles today. I know, right? So let's go to what's new on the blog. I do this, so I can do this. <laughs> Good. <laughs> uh, Matthew Bowers, who is r- writing for us now, yay, he wrote all about the 2016 uh, Lego sets that were revealed on one of the Lego sites. Apparently, there are Lego sites. I learn new things every day. Um, and uh, there was a few uh, Rebels one, one that looks kind of like uh, The Force Awakens, maybe. Um, so that's kind of cool. Um, and, uh, we had also, uh, if you missed it, cause you were at New York Comic Con, which was awesome. Uh, we interviewed Anthony Bresnikan from Entertainment Weekly on Friday. Um, so that's up on the feed and, uh, that was just a rant. That was just an interview. We, we, uh, ditched the regular show format just to chat with him and all about Star Wars and covering Star Wars and, uh. He had a lot of great stories about, you know, hanging out with J.J. Abrams and stuff like you do. <laughs> yeah, because people just do that. Yeah, when you write for Entertainment Weekly, apparently J.J. calls you, uh, calls your n- number up on the phone. I'm actually kind of glad that doesn't happen to me. Yeah, I, I think I might freak. <laughs> a little bit. A little bit. Um, we also did a go no go for Servants of the Empire. Uh, I reviewed the la- the uh, last of the series last week, um, but uh, this week me and Show did a spoiler free f- take for the entire um, series. If you haven't been paying attention, uh, you should go read it because it's freaking awesome. And now they're all out, so you have no excuse to not read them all. They're great. Um, And also, uh, in addition to uh, Matthew, we also are having a new writer join us, uh, Saf, who you may know from previous podcasts and commentaries. She was just on last week, actually. Um, I 
<laughs> it was funny because I asked her to write a review of that gender swapped Twilight book because she's reading it. And I'm like, oh, no, <laughs> I, I, I'm like, can you write a review of this for Tashi Station? She's like, yeah, are you serious? I'm like, no, I'm totally serious. <laughs> and then and then Brian was like, you can write other stuff. She's like, yes. So she is. This, very. This feels like my origin story. I know. Right. That's how that's how it happens. <laughs> Um, she, uh, she is, uh, relevant to our interests in, uh, Tashi Station. So we are very excited and I want to read about the gender swamp Twilight book because <laughs> oh that, that sounds terrible. Um, with a Y. Yeah. That's all I have. I, yeah. I, yeah. Apparently I just need to make it really big, sell a book and then just either, uh, write porn of it or gender swap it for the rest of my career and or write gender swapped porn of it for the rest of your career there you go uh brian had said that he'd be very angry if this doesn't result in el james writing some sort of uh dominatrix bella swan with her secretary <laughs> oh god and i was like uh you know that's coming because that's actually more interesting than what Fifty Shades of Grey I is. I think it actually is, too. That's what I said to <laughs> <laughs> So, yeah. Um, but I don't want to read it. I don't want to read it by E.L. James. Yeah. You no, know, I want to read it by, like, an actual good fanfic writer, which yeah. I, know, I know many of those. So, yeah, get on that. So, uh, Fixer's Flash. On to Fixer's Flash. <laughs> the geeky things we've been up to. I really don't like doing these intros. <laughs> Yes, yeah, I've got it. I've got it. Hold on. What? Is it time for Fixer's Flash where you can tell us all the geeky things you've been up to? It is. Oh. <laughs> uh, I've been slowly reading Twilight Company. I've been distracted by writing, um, but I need to finish Twilight Company by the end of the month because then NaNoWriMo starts and I will not be um, doing anything. I've also been watching Brian play the Battlefront beta. Ooh. Um, and the other night when he was playing, he uh, did the respawn into a new pl- a new player, and it was Luke Skywalker. And I flailed a little bit, and he was playing, and I was like flailing with my arms and going ah! And then I was like, "Don't die! Don't die! Don't die! Don't die!" And he died because that's what happens on the- <laughs> when you play Luke Skywalker. Um, and then later on, he was playing one of the Imperials, and um, I saw Luke Skywalker there and I was like, oh, is that Luke? Don't kill him. Don't kill him. Don't kill him. So he let Luke kill him because I was, I didn't want him to kill Luke. I was very appreciative of him dying for me. <laughs> um, you, uh, you heard the, you heard the joke that me and Tom and uh, Chuck were making that we tweeted about, right? about Luke. Yes. About Luke being killed by Nancy's or something like that. Yeah. He's He's yeah. going to die uh, 20 times in aftermath life debt. Whatever. And every single time he's going to be killed by a Nancy with a Y, a Nancy with an I, a Nancy at N4, NC1, Nancy, no. or it'll be your fault that he's dead. This is untrue. True and spoilers. everyone who is who keeps tweeting those gifs and videos of Luke dying, stop it. I don't want to see it. It's a very obscure. But this is confirmed New York Comic Con news, Nancy. I know. Whatever. <laughs> um... I have not played the Battlefront beta because I would die really quickly. But it looks Me cool. Too. It looks cool. Um, <laughs> Brian hasn't really left Hoth, surprisingly. Um, and then at one point, he was flying, and I said, are you shooting down X-Wings? And he goes, yes, I feel <laughs> dirty. Because <laughs> they don't That's let you traitor. choose who you play. Oh, wait, in the just in the beta or just in general? I don't know. Is it in general or just in the beta? He's shaking head just in the beta. Okay, good. Oh, no, good. just in general. I'm sorry. Because oh. it's like a campaign, so they have to oh. even out the sides. Oh, that's lame. Yeah. This is the way I like RPGs better. You get to do what you want. You want to go evil, you can be evil. Yes. Agreed. <laughs> yeah. Um, but I do want to try to playing it with the whole, like, fighter squadron thing. Oh, that should be awesome. I will die. Real- I will die a lot. <laughs> It's okay. I, I tried out Battle, Battle Pod at New York oh, Comic Con. I made it through the first half of the mission, and then I did not blow up the Death Star successfully. Oh, God. I'm uh, the reason everyone's dead. Oh, God. Uh, Brian will be writing up some 
initial impressions of Battlefront when the beta is over. Maybe they'll expand it again because they keep they did that last time. But anyway, Bria, what have you been up to? I don't know, not much. Just went to this little thing called New York Comic Con this New York weekend. Comics show. You may have heard of it. It's a really small show. New like York only. Comics Party, as Johnny Star Wars would say. Did you get to meet Johnny Star Wars? No, you have no idea how mad I am. Oh man, that's the only it's... reason you would go. <laughs> well, there was lots of other reasons, but I, I am so mad. Like, because I came back, I left the the booth for a little bit because I basically just lived at the Star Wars booth this weekend. As you do, except for yeah, except for a couple of um, a couple of panels and some other stuff. Like when I walked around. But yeah, and apparently when I left on Thursday, he came by and I was so oh, mad. Man. Or was it Friday? One of the two. But the, apparently he came by and he talked to Tom. And so I told Tom and Eric, and I'm like, there's no way this guy is real. I don't believe you. <laughs> <laughs> apparently he has a name for Claudia Gray now. He tweeted, <gasps> he tweeted uh, Claudio Gary, I think. Oh my God. <laughs> That's amazing. Yes. It, yeah. Oh, okay, wait, so this, this will not be relevant any other time. I doubt going by our show notes. But I did get to say hi to Claudia Gray at one point. And oh, I showed cool. her I showed her my copy of Lost Stars when I was asking her to sign it. And it still has all the purple stickies in it. <laughs> and I was like, yeah, so I'm the one who wrote that art, that essay on Nash Windrider. And this was like all my notes and everything on it. And she took a picture. <laughs> oh, that's funny. Yeah, Jason Fry also says hello. Oh, Jason is cheering tonight, probably, if the Mets win. They better win. Okay. <laughs> I have strong feelings about, not quite as strong as I do about the Red Sox, but I have strong feelings about the Mets, so. I'm from New York, so I'm rooting for the Mets. Good. I mean, I would root for the Yankees, too, but I don't no. really care Ugh. about baseball. <laughs> Brian's shaking his head no. <laughs> Yankees are terrible. You should never, ever, ever root for the Yankees. I'll t- I'll. I'll take that in mind. Yes. Um, but yeah, so try cool. To, so, try to think if there's anything else like random that happened at New York that I should like tell people. Hope um, that will come up later. Did you make any costumes? Yes. Uh, yes, I did. I fed you that one. You did. Um, this might come up later, but actually, uh, so I kind of conspired with Tom to pull together a Twilight Company costume. You mean Tom made you do it? Tom knew the right words to poke <laughs> me in that general direction. Mm-hmm. Uh-huh. <clears throat> See, I've lost my voice too. But uh, yeah, no, it was actually it was actually a ton of fun, and we managed to we managed to surprise Alex with it too because he had he had no idea, oh, cool. which is amazing because I was at the panel earlier in the a panel he was on earlier in the day, and I was pretty sure he saw me because he had I'd met him the night before, but I was like, okay, I've got a red wig on. So I was being, uh, if anyone's been reading the book, I was cosplaying as Roach. And so I had the red wig on and I'm just like, I just like grabbed my upper arm and hid the patch with my palm, mm-hmm. hoping that he wouldn't like, he wouldn't recognize me. He hadn't seen it because I was standing there talking to, I think I was talking to Heather Antos after the, after the panel he was on. And I'm just like, please don't let him see it. Please don't let him, please don't let him recognize me. It'll ruin it when I come to the signing later. Oh, okay, good. But uh, yeah, no, he got, he got a huge kick out of that. So uh cool. Yeah, I got to, if people showed us that they had pre-ordered Twilight Company, I got to hand them a Twilight Company patch and say, welcome to Twilight Company. Neat. Those patches are really cool, by the way. I'm jealous. Yes, I'm they jealous. are. I may be holding on to a handful of them right now. Ooh. I accidentally stole them. <laughs> accidentally. Well, I had them, I, I did the, I changed, I was originally just going to do it for Friday. But I had my suitcase with me on Sunday and Alex was doing another signing. So I'm like, do you want me to just change back? And they're like, if you want to. I was like, okay. So I kept, <laughs> like, so I kept a, a handful of them in my in the, the jacket pocket so they were easier to get to. And then I guess I just forgot to put them back. <laughs> nice. Yeah. Oh, and I met Chloe Bennett. I saw so, that. I'm surprised I, you still lived after that. Uh, people can attest to the fact that I was shaking for a solid 15 minutes afterwards. Like my hands were not steady. Yeah. I had to make my way back to the booth and sit down for about 10 minutes and, and try not to cry. It was good. I'm How good. did that happen? Okay. So actually I have to, th- I have to thank Aaron Goins for this because we had, we, he and I had been walking over to the artist alley earlier in the day. And all of a sudden there's this giant crowd of people and we see it's, they're surrounding Chloe Bennett, Clark Gregg, and 
we're pretty sure Whoopi Goldberg for some reason. I don't okay. know. I, I'm going by what Aaron saw. He's taller than me. So we're like, oh, that's really cool. Ooh, cool. She's like, past 10 feet for me. Awesome. So we go in Artist Alley and then Aaron leaves at one point and I'm still hanging out there and he texts me and he goes, Chloe's back out here. Like, I was like, where? And he's like, they're, they're talking on a stage, like same spot in the hallways before. So me being me, which is actually, this is a very not me thing to do. I kind of just like booked it, like all the way from artists, like the far end of Artist Alley, all the way back through the hallway to the stage where we had seen them before. And then this is more me being me. Wormed my way through the crowd so I could get up more towards the front. And they were kind of just doing a little, I think it was the Nerdist was doing a little interview with her and Clark and all, and they were talking about it. And then they did a dub smash video for their war. It was pretty cool. Of course they did. We were all part of it. I took video of it. But then I realized I'm like, this is a freestanding stage in the middle of the convention hall. There's nowhere for them to go, which <laughs> this sounds awful. Oh my God, this sounds so awful. <laughs> they, had, they had like a tiny, um, a tiny green room, which was just basically like some curtains hiding a small area. And I went, okay. As soon as they stopped, I like made my way back through the crowd, got to the edge of the curtain, which I want to clarify, I was not the first person there. And I managed to stake out a spot. And there was actually another Star Wars blogger there. I will not name her to protect the, uh, the, the you know, other guilty parties. Um, but we, we ended up kind of just like standing there. And then eventually they kind of brought them out. And she actually went by me at first. But then, and someone else got a selfie with her. And I was like, Chloe, can I please? And she took one with me really, really quickly. And then they just had to like fight their way through the crowd. So basically by being a creeper who thought, ooh, they have to move at some point and then fighting my way there and then just like staking my spot out. It happened. <laughs> I'm reminded of uh, the interview that Kathleen Kennedy did on the StarWars.com set with Mark Newbold just sitting in the background the whole time. <laughs> uh, that's really cool though. Yeah, I was, I was really, really, really happy. <laughs> so, hey, ah, uh, and alas, I did not go to New York Comic Con, but I we ate a lot of food and we went to the Indiana Jones bar again. So that was fun. Yay. We had to put Luke in the trash because you weren't there. You threw that out. We had to. You weren't there. We couldn't, we couldn't get it home. Sorry. I was supposed to send it to me. It's in, Luke's, in the trash. Luke's in the trash. It's all your fault. Whatever. Someone got the A New Dawn one. Someone got the Dark Disciple one. But Luke's in the trash. Very upset. You're trash, baby. Whatever. <laughs> I still love him. <laughs> okay. Now, Deek see. Dirt. Yeah. See, I can't do that. It's time for Deke Start News from around <laughs> fandom. <laughs> Radio news voice. I don't think you have it, Nancy. No, I, I really do not <laughs> have a radio voice. Uh... So uh, we're going to talk about this later, but New York Comic Con gave us an announcement of all the new novels and some short stories. Um, we also got a little bit of Rebels news on Twitter. Um, the voice actor for the fifth brother uh, tweeted that he is joining the cast and his name is Philip Anthony Rodriguez. Um, and he is a very nice looking gentleman. And uh, that's all I'm yes. going to say. So I'm not a creeper. But yeah. <laughs> But yeah, uh, that's very cool. I'm looking forward to seeing more of him. Um, there's been so much talk about like Sarah, because obviously yeah. she's Sarah. <laughs> yeah. It's like, there's another one too. So yeah. I think when cool. we get to that point, there's probably more I can say based upon what they said in the panel. Okay. Yeah. All right. Well, Do you want, um, me, to try? Do you want me to try this one? <laughs> yes. Go for it. It's time for Big's Bullshit. <laughs> I don't have it either. <laughs> yeah. Um, there is no news, Star Wars film news, but there are a lot of rumors. As always, uh, we're still wondering, will we get a trailer? Will tickets go on sale? We're still waiting for an announcement. Um, although when Anthony Bresnikan was on the podcast, he said that they will probably announce when the trailer will drop, which while I agree that having them just drop it randomly would be really cool to see people freak the crap out like the Instagram trailer. <laughs> I, I, for something as long as an actual trailer and like that substantial, I, I need to be prepared <laughs> um, because I need um, 
I need to know when I can leave work to go watch it with <laughs> Brian <laughs> or just, you know, when I need to go in the bathroom so I can squeal. Um, so yeah, yeah. There's, there's no hope for me on that front. Yeah. Um, and also he, Anthony Brustican also tweeted today that his schedule was cleared for Monday. So cute conspiracy theories that the trailer will drop on Monday. Um, I, I would be fine with that. <laughs> I someone think- better call me at work or I will be so mad. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I I want it. I I mean, I'm fine waiting. I'm not like super impatient like entitled fanboy like on Twitter, yeah. but I I want I want another trailer. I want more. I just I just want Twitter to stop going. Why are we even going the trailer yet? Where's the trailer? We should have it already. Only it's October fall. 13th. That's why. <laughs> yeah. It's dumb. Yeah. Um, and, uh, we do know that The Force Awakens will premiere on December 14th. Um, in related news, Tashi Station will be on hiatus from the evening of December 14th through December 18th. <laughs> when did this come out? Did this come out today when I was at uh, I think it was, no, it was, I think it was during Comic-Con, like on Friday oh, or Thursday. Okay. That's yeah. why I missed it. Um, so yeah, it is premiering in Hollywood that day. Um, they're not actually, I don't think they're... I, I think that's when press is going to get to see it the first time. No, so, I saw something on Twitter. I think they were saying they're not going to get to see it till the 17th. The okay. So, yeah. but that, I, I'm glad because then people won't be tweeting cryptic stuff, which you know yes. they will, and they're going to spoil stuff inadvertently because that's what they do. Um, but I mean, I'm just going to be gone from the day it premieres in Hollywood because then other countries start getting it. And I just, I don't want to have someone randomly spoil me. So, um, I don't know why they can't just do the everyone gets it the same day. I don't know either. And people who are like, oh, well, that's the day it comes because it has to come out in other countries this day. I'm like, no, it doesn't doesn't because I remember the prequels. They all came out on the same day for Revenge of the Sith. They were they made that they they made a good point to do that. Yep. So um, thanks, Disney. Yeah. But yeah, we uh, won't be posting anything (laughs) from because we're saying hasta to the internet um and then finally uh just to clarify any rumors that are based on seeing the novelization are bs and so i'm just gonna leave it at that because um the novelization doesn't exist yet (laughs) so people who say they've read the novelization they're a liar they're lying yeah um, yeah, they're not actually, I'm sure everyone who listens to this already knows, but they're not even going to start printing them until December 18th. Yep. Like so. that, nothing's going to happen. I mean, you'd be surprised actually by the number of people who wanted to, who looked at the fake cover <laughs> that we had in the case and were like, can I buy that? Or, yeah. or can I have that one? Uh, no. You know what it was? <laughs> A Danielle Steele book. <laughs> That is hilarious. I think one, yeah, one was Danielle Steele and I think one of them was Aftermath. Oh God, that's amazing. Yep. Random baseball news, the Cubs won. So They're not the Mets, I don't care. Oh, well, random, I don't know if anyone listening to this cares about baseball. Um, <laughs> so yeah, um, Bria went to New York Comic Con and we're going to talk about it because there was news. Yay, can't make concerns. Segway, segway, stinger, blah, blah, blah. Information, <laughs> stuff, <laughs> things. So bad at hosting. Let's just talk. No, we are. Oh, darn. We already missed space balls. I just look pretty and talk. <laughs> that doesn't help you on a podcast. It doesn't help on a podcast. <laughs> <laughs> That's the joke. <laughs> okay. I'm sorry. So there was a new Rebels trailer, which was awesome in trailer news that we did get um actually it was really funny i don't know if you guys knew this who were at um near comic con but it came out on tumblr an hour before <laughs> yeah we heard most of us went into we most of us just turned our phone, like, went into hiding yeah it was hilarious though because it was like mm, i don't know if this was supposed to come out and then like they took it down and people were like where'd it go and then everyone was like reblogs reblogs so yeah, we were just, and then, you know, it, it was just kind of, it was funny. Um, so yeah, it's an awesome trailer. Um, I'm going to play it in the background on silent so we can talk about like what's happening. Ezra looks sad. 
as he's want to do. They're talking about like, you know, how they're part of a family now and blah, blah, blah. I think that's what's happening because I don't have sound. <laughs> but I've got a better idea what's happening than me. <laughs> I watched it a bunch of times at the. So um, they have the Inquisitors. Um, this is not working because I can't tell what's happening. This is really not working. No. Okay. Let's go to the notes. Yes. Notes. Okay. There's a B-Wing. And uh, Paris flying the B-Wing. And Paris. And it's like gyroscopic and blah, blah, blah. And. Yay! Yes. Um, I like the little Mon Calamari dude. Yeah. Um, yeah. Oh, this next point, I made out an unho- I made an unholy shriek in the middle of. I think a lot of people it. did. <laughs> oh no! Oh no! Mine was very very loud. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah. Um. So there are viewings. It's awesome. Um. They have been saying that Sabine is going to get more backstory, which is good because we haven't gotten enough. And apparently uh, she runs into a bounty hunter who is female and masked and Mandalorian and Mandalorian. So cue speculation. And um, Sabine is facing off with her and says, I am house friend, clan Vizsla. I seek justice through single combat. (laughs) And it's like, whoa, what the hell? When did that happen? So um, apparently... I'm so excited for that, mostly because it me- it adds more depth to the whole Mandalorian culture and, like, backstory. Yeah. Like, there's there's houses within the clans, and it's just, she's Clan Vizsla. Like, like this is it. Yeah, I'm, interest- I'm interested to see all the fanboys who didn't like Sabine now, what they're going to say about her being in Clan Vizsla. <laughs> That should be fun. Um, But yeah, I'm super excited to see. And of course, everyone is already speculating who is the bounty hunter. A lot of people say it sounds like Katie Sackhoff. Mm. I don't know if it does. Um, I don't want it to be Bo-Katan because I don't want her to be fighting Sabine. (laughs) Like, I don't know why she would be evil, you know? Well, I mean, it's all relative. Yeah. Just because you're fighting someone doesn't mean one side is right or wrong or evil or yeah yeah true also i'm very glad they said the the clan vizsla part so people can stop saying that that sabine is related to satine or bo katan and really the sabine satine thing is killing me right now (laughs) yeah yeah they didn't think yeah. that through and also and later we'll talk about this now we have Bazine. it's like stop naming I female know. characters that end with Ean at least it's done another S yeah that's true yeah Sassine oh no <laughs> Celine <laughs> no so the Inquisitors are apparently kidnapping children which yes. uh, is very interesting after reading Servants of the Empire because it makes me think of Project Harvester. Um, so I'm wondering if that's still in effect, which probably. Um, and I think this was one of the things we saw a clip for because we saw like four different clips. In the panel? Yeah. Oh, okay. Um, is this is, he's got a little what? A little Ithorian, right? I think so, yeah. Yeah, I think we, Aww. I don't remember what exactly was in it. A little Ithorian. Hold on. I'm trying to remember. Oh, oh! I think that may have been the same clip as clip as the one with the Inquisitors. Oh, okay. Yeah, I can. Cool. I mean, do you want me to go into? Yeah, sure. So, okay. well, and then we also saw more. Um, I saw a clip of Ahsoka versus the Inquisitors, which looks really, really freaking awesome, and like I'm really glad to see Ahsoka kicking butt. Oh, it's even better in the clip. I can imagine. <laughs> oh, man. Yeah. Okay. So I might be confusing putting two clips into one, but I think we saw like Ezra with the youngling running and then at the door. But I remember the, the thing I really remember was kind of like he's trying to protect it and all and he's like not really going to do very well. And then the doors open and it's like the white light and it's what... Brian Young described as this heroic version of Duels, Duel of the Fates. I saw that like, tweet, yeah. And then it just goes white and then she's just there like the silhouette and then she just comes out and she like, it, it's a really cool dramatic, dramatic section of, or little, little thing. I mean, they cut the clip off when she like jumps and goes to attack them. But oh, oh man. Like I usually don't like seeing clips before I see the full episode, but this was I'm I'm glad I saw that clip before I saw the trailer. Mm-hmm. Um, 
yeah, she she and the seventh sister exchanged some dialogue about uh, how Ahsoka was more worth her time. Yeah. I, I should have kept that taken better. <laughs> my okay. notes, maybe. <laughs> but yeah, that looks really. I'm glad to see Ahsoka doing cool stuff and it was a really cool moment and i think i mean seeing she fought a lot in the clone wars but i just feel like this has more gravitas because she's an adult now and she's on her own completely and you're wondering like okay yeah she was a good fighter beforehand because she was trained by anakin but she still wasn't a full-fledged jedi knight so yeah and they made a comment about how like now she's the gandalf Mm. Yeah, so like, which I really like that they're doing that because I would rather, one of my concerns when they brought her back was that this was going to become the Ahsoka show. Yeah. And I mean, Ahsoka's great and everything, but I, I want this to be about the crew of the rebel, uh, of the ghost and not about, you know, not Ahsoka's story part two. Mm-hmm. So I thought, so like, if, for example, in the episodes they showed us, we don't see her very much. She kind of goes off and does what she needs to do, much like Gandalf does throughout like The Hobbit and Lord of the Rings. He kind of disappears for a little bit, does his thing, and then comes back, oh, yep, yep, you guys, you guys handled it. No big deal. Um, but they were, it was uh, kind of funny, though, because they're talking about how her lightsabers are white now, which kind of goes well with, you know, Gandalf the white, you know. Yeah. Yeah, sorry. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. But, but yeah, actually, there was I was actually some more really neat stuff that people are saying that they're white because she's neutral. Mm-hmm. But it's more of like she's not. Well, she's not neutral because no, I no, mean, she's, she's not. Definitely on the side of good. She's just not a Jedi. She doesn't exactly. have an affiliation. Exactly, which is like I think is a way better way to phrase it than yeah. how some people have been doing it online. Yeah, no, definitely. Like Talon Card is neutral. <laughs> yes, Ahsoka Tano not neutral. <laughs> yeah. No, no. Cool. And um, we also saw a bunch of stuff relating to Ezra's parents and they brought that mystery back and apparently they're going to reveal what happened to them. They, yeah, they didn't say we would, it would reveal it, but said we would dive more into that storyline. So we're assuming they are not dead as it was previously thought. Yeah. There was a comment about them escaping or Hmm. that sounds right. That would be interesting. It would be interesting was, if they escaped and were now like in the rebellion. I feel like that'd be weird though. Or, or maybe like, I think it was escape. Or maybe they're just captured somewhere. Yeah. But they weren't where they were originally taken. Ah, okay. Yeah. Interesting. Um, And then, oh God. Hondo. <laughs> yes, Hondo. I oh my god, I was so happy. Where do you or he's just I don't remember how it leads up to it goes then be a pirate Jedi. Jedi. <laughs> Hondo's the best. I want to be a pirate Jedi for Halloween. You should do it. <laughs> just get a really big hat. Yeah. So he's so I think is that going to be one episode they say or no? I talked to I Jack talked to Jim Cummings at Awesome Con and he said he, it was two episodes. Cool. Or he has recorded two episodes. Awesome. He um, is great. Yes, I might have been. I had to represent for James and cheer really, really loudly when we got more. Mm-hmm. Yes, definitely. <laughs> yeah. Um, and uh, so then. Is there anything else from the trailer you wanted to talk about? I'm not sure necessarily about the trailer, but they definitely talked about a lot of neat stuff. Um, they showed a clip of the Seven Sister, and I don't know what's been released online and what hasn't because I've specifically been trying to not watch clips. Yeah, I haven't um, really watched them either just because yeah. I'm not that invested. <laughs> there was a really cool one that sort of let you get to know her character a little better. Yeah. Um, I saw, I, think- I watched the one with her and I watched the one with Sarah Michelle Gellar, like the intro clip. And that's the only one I've watched. Yeah. Well, there's one where she's like interrogating Ezra. Okay. And it, it's really creepy. And- I heard that actually because um, I, I think Full of Sith played the audio on their latest yeah. podcast. So I heard that. Yeah, it was really, really creepy. And I like that sort of establishes that the seventh sister is the, she's more of the brains, more of a, she kind of makes me think of a cat. Mm, yes. Um, and then the fifth brother is much more of the brawn. Yeah. Um, and they were saying something about how the previous inquisitor was sort of the one, the grand inquisitor is what they refer to him as. Mm-hmm. And now that he's gone, they're all trying to distinguish themselves to become 
the next grand inquisitor who's in charge of things. Uh, her little droid, her little spider droids are cool. Yeah. Moderately terrifying. Ooh. And I would like to point out that she is not Bera Sophie. <laughs> um, as much as Brian Novicki would say otherwise. Yes. Suck you it, Brian. <laughs> um, yeah, it was, it was so funny during the panel. I, I don't know if anyone recorded audio. I think I think uh, Jenna Maria did. Yeah. But there was a point where he, 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 someone asked about it and he was like, oh, you know, like that would, he said something like in the, in the vein of no. And I just let out this very loud, yes, <laughs> <laughs> not realizing how loud I said it, but it was loud enough that Dave Filoni heard. <laughs> <laughs> and so he was laughing and I saw Pablo later and we were, um, and so I took the opportunity because, you know, I was like, well, I've got the I've got the Freddie Prince Jr. in my court. We've got Vanessa saying that Freddie's very ethical. I've got Dave saying, you know, that's not if we're going to tell her story, it will not be through this. And then so I was like, well, Pablo's right here. I'm going to talk to Pablo. And he was like, <laughs> <laughs> so we go. So he was mentioning, like, yeah, no, someone got really excited in the audience when we were talking about that. I was like, yeah, that was me. <laughs> So I also have confirmation from Pablo Hidalgo that it is not her. And I will be taking uh, engraved apologies from everyone who tried to say, I told you show. So, and starting with Brian and then going down to the next Brian on the list and then going to everyone else on Twitter. <laughs> Clarify Brian Young, not Brian R. Or Brian. So. Yes. <laughs> so, there are too many Brians in the Star Wars fandom. <laughs> Some of you are going to need to change your names. Well, Brian is Brian Novicki is no brains, so that's fine. Okay, brains. <laughs> he won't oh. apologize. He'll he'll keep harping on it. I know, but he's wrong, and he needs to sit there in his wrongness <laughs> and be wrong. I try to think of what else happened in the panel. Um, oh, there was a super sweet moment. Um, someone asked. Someone just asked Sarah Michelle a question and she was saying like how influential she was as Buffy oh, and all. And then, and then she got choked up and then Sarah Michelle started getting choked up. So she just left the stage and went and gave her a hug. Aww. And then it turned into this like total like love fest between Ashley and Sarah Michelle. We're there just being like saying the nicest things about her. And then Sarah Michelle started crying and I'm just like, this, this is too much. I can't this is too much. The two of them are just like fangirling over each other. That's crazy. Um, yeah. Apparently the first time she met Sarah Michelle met Ashley, her daughter needed to get like a tooth pulled or something. Mm -hmm. And so she was like, Oh, Hey Ashley, my daughter really, really loves Ahsoka. Can you just record a little video saying hi and telling her, you know, force be with her and everything. And she did. And then apparently her daughter got so excited. She's like, yes, let's go get some teeth pulled. Aww, that's so it was, adorable. It was so cute. I Buffy's just, good people. Yes, yes, she is. <laughs> yeah, it's an adorable panel. Cool. So, and then you saw the screening of yes, and it was two episodes, right? Yeah. The um. So it was the two clone commander, not clone commander, uh, clone episodes. We got Rex, uh, Wolf, and Gregor, which we've seen. We've actually seen a decent amount from that. Episode, the first episode. Yeah. That's Thanks why I haven't been watching a lot of the clips because they showed so many clips during Star Wars weekends that yeah. ended up seeing so much of the fir the Siege of Lothal and I was like, I don't, I'm just not gonna, I mean, it's not like yeah. Force Awakens where I'm dying. I'm gonna see it next yeah. week, so. Or tomorrow, well, rather. <laughs> yeah, it's such a short episode that it's hard to not yeah. You know, and they showed two or three minutes here and there. That's a significant chunk of the episode. Yeah. Um, but it was a two-parter. There is a crazy cliffhanger at the end of the first one. Of course there is. Um, I definitely enjoyed the end of the second one. And oh, uh, what else can I say about the episodes? It's not Siege of Lothal. Yeah. Um It seems more like, I don't know if it's necessarily lighthearted, but it seems more like Kind it of like is. a like a you know like a one off episode like not yeah this has huge implications for the rest of yeah everything. yeah I mean I would say that's more accurate um simply because I mean then again I feel like having been in the room when they screened Siege of Thal for the first time and then being in the room when they screened this for the first time the atmosphere was very different yeah. and the two and the episodes were going for two very different things. Mm -hmm. uh, so, I mean, like, I enjoy the episodes. I, I don't have the same emotional attachment to Rex as some people. Yeah. Um, 
but it, it was it was neat how they how they had them. It was it was an interesting. I thought they did a good job with portraying how Kanan felt, with portraying how the different clones felt. Um, there's some interesting confirmations in there about the clones and these three clones in particular. Yeah. Um, Sabine gets to have some fun. She kind of she kind of gets along well with the guys. Um, cool. There's some funny moments with Zeb. My biggest problem with the episodes is that they, they sidelined Hera. Ugh, no. And uh, yeah, I, w- I was actually talking about this afterwards. That's with, obnoxious. Um, it, it is, but like I said, I was talking about it later with with Brian and Brian Young and Amy Ratcliffe because we were rooming together. And in a way, they sort of had to, it felt like, because Hera's too damn smart and logical. <laughs> well, a, a lot of the conflict comes because Kanan's all like, no. I don't like them. They're clones. Clones killed my killed everyone, which to be totally fair. Mm-hmm. I, I understand where Kanan is coming from. Like that's that's a fair thing. If I'd gone through that too, I would be very, you know, wary of the clones. But if Hera, if Hera had gone down on the planet with them, I feel like much of the conflict would have gone away. Yeah. Um, so she kind of gets sidelined for two episodes, which sucks i mean there's some fun stuff with her and chopper but at the same time i was like i really was hoping that we weren't going to be seeing more episodes where Hera is essentially just the getaway driver they need to give us some episodes a lot of bunch of episodes with for every episode that silence Hera, they need to give us a Hera episode that would be nice yeah definitely would be nice um but yeah i mean Decent episodes. Cool. Um, and then uh, what's very relevant to our interests is was the Journey to the Force Awakens panel uh, where they talked about a bunch of the uh, books that recently came out and also made some announcements. Um, I will start by saying that I was reading all the tweets about from Greg Rucka about Luke and um, I want to give that man a hug and he needs to come on the show after we read episode uh, issue four so I can um, give him a virtual hug and tell him that he is right about Luke being the best. Rucka was hilarious. (laughs) I could sit in a room and listen to that man talk all day. He... A panel with him and Wendig would just be the best. Just let them just talk about whatever the hell they want. I don't care. They can have, have Gary Witta on there, too. Yes. <laughs> yes, that would work. Cool. Um, yeah, it, he was basically saying how when he started writing Shattered Empire that they he like his proposal didn't have any of the big three in it. And then he saw uh, the cover for yes. issue one and was like, I need to fix that um so we basically asked if he could revise it to have some of the big three in it and if you've read the first two issues they haven't really had a lot to do but they're involved you know han was on a mission with um kes and nale is on a mission with shara um but apparently he said luke has some moments in the last episode like he has a a very jedi moment and i was just reading this and going Oh my God. I think I tweeted, I need this comic. I quoted like someone's tweet and said, I need this comic now. And Brian <laughs> and Vicky replied to me, words you thought you'd never say. And I'm like, yes, I know. Look at how excited I am. All I need to do is give me Luke in a comic. <laughs> yeah. They were, uh, they kept talking. I think that was from when they were asking about like what their favorite moments to write or to create had been. And he said it was a toss up between having Shara in an in Shattered Empire 3 get to refer to Leia and the Queen of Naboo as your collective highnesses. <laughs> and then apparently there's that great Jedi moment, Luke Jedi moment in uh, Shattered Empire 4. I want to read it so bad. Uh, so Soon. Bad. Well, yeah. number three is out tomorrow. I or know. depending on when people listen to this today. Yeah. It's out Wednesday. Um, And then the other thing I thought that was interesting, you know, uh, other than all of the announcements was Pablo's comments about the journey of the force awakens and how they did all the world building based on Michael Arndt's initial draft, George Lucas story treatments and where Ryan Johnson wanted to go with episode eight, which I think is a really interesting kind of 
Uh, I'm imagining, you know, the, the script for The Force Awakens also fits in there, but this yes. is the other stuff. And it, it's I, I think it's really fascinating how they did all that. And I would just love to be a fly on the wall, like as they map out everything that happened and that they were very they they mapped out the post Jedi events mm-hmm. going up to Jakku and then like the time leading up to the force awakens but the other stuff is all very open because they want yes. the authors to be able to create their own things and events yes. um so they're not beholden to a timeline necessarily yeah i would guess that given other announcements that it's probably about 5 within like five to seven years before The Force Awakens is where things get much more solidified. Yes. And um, the uh, second two books for the Aftermath trilogy were announced as Aftermath Life Debt and Aftermath Empire's End. Um, And Life Debt, uh, we are led to assume, has to do with one of the interludes in uh, Aftermath. They essentially confirmed that. Yeah. because at the panel on Sunday, uh, everyone did a reading from their books and Chuck read the interlude with Han and Chewie. Nice. And said, where they, you know, they're going to Kashyyyk and he said, you know, this is going to have something to do with what we cover in life debt. <laughs> so, I mean, confirmed, yeah. not confirmed. It'll be interesting because, you know, it, it. he also said that it is the continuing adventures of the, the group yes. that is together at the end of Aftermath. Um, yes. No spoilers. And then seeing how they all come together or are they doing something else while Han and Chewie are doing what they're doing? Um, Unless they're doing what they're doing with Han and Chewie. Yeah, which is very interesting. And I, I had a um, I, I tweeted what I, I a, a leaked spoiler from Aftermath too, <laughs> where I said I was we were talking about it and how I want it to be where like. Han goes off and does it um, unsanctioned, but Leia kind of like <laughs> unofficially, you know, is like, okay, fine, do it, but I can't, you know, condone it. So Luke calls up, or Han calls up Luke and is like, hey, kid, want to go help free the Wookiees? And <laughs> Luke's like, did Leia approve of this? Not officially. I'm in. Because <laughs> I said, Luke needs to be involved in freeing a planet. The Jedi Order didn't free the slaves, and that caused a bunch of crap. So he needs to be different and free the slaves. Yeah. Oh, well, there is there is a more another comment about the timeline. Um, based on what I heard at the booth, it will be the aftermath trilogy will take place within a year after the okay. Battle of Endor. I and I think some people were speculating that it would deal a lot. It would deal some with the Battle of Jakku, which that timeline would kind of lend credence to that, maybe. Yeah. Or at least if it doesn't happen in the book itself, it happens when at the time the book takes place. Which, if the title is Empire's Empire's End, End, yeah. Given how pivotal we've been led to believe that the Battle of Jakku is, I could see that happening. Yeah. And Um, then. But we got, oh, release dates for those. We're hearing, it's, uh, they're saying summer 2016 for life debt, which I've heard end of May, beginning of June, but that could always change. And then 2017 for Empire's End. Nice. Um, I've heard about an 18 month, 18 months to get all three out, but that could be. Cool. I could be wrong. And then the other book that was announced was uh, by Claudia Gray, um, who wrote Lost Stars. And this is. Not a sequel to Lost Stars, because this is a yes. adult novel. Um, but I, 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 I'm really glad that they're getting hard to write, because A, we need more ladies, and B, I really liked Lost Stars. Yes. Um, but uh, so her book is called New Republic Bloodline, and it's set six years before The Force Awakens. So this is the closest we've had to that time period, um, yeah. which makes me very interested, because we could see certain people that are in the Force Awakens, like, for example, a younger Poe Dameron, mm-hmm. maybe his squadron. I would mm-hmm. not I would not object to that. <laughs> also, I'm very glad to see that the name New Republic is still existing six years before the Force Awakens. Yeah, that's interesting. It lasted, well, I don't know if it lasted longer because the... Uh, 
It did. New Republic died in 28 ABY. So this might be. It lasted run. longer. Okay. So yay! Go uh, New Canon Era. <laughs> Your government lasted longer. <laughs> Hopefully, no Vong show up. Oh, Lordy. <laughs> but yeah, yeah, I'm excited for this. And um, that's going to be out like relatively yeah, soon. Yeah, I think too. in March. Yeah, March or yeah, I think yeah. March or April. That'll be the first release we get after the novelization. Yeah, and it would be nice because because Force Awakens is out, they can put a lot of stuff. They could put more stuff in it. Like they can do like Poe and all that. Like if they yeah. if they wanted to, I don't know if they if they will do that this soon. But it's funny because like we're talking about it and like and Brian's like, well, I don't know if they could do that. I'm like, this comes out after, after. Force Awakens, and they're mm-hmm. like, oh, yeah, we're gonna see that movie and like. Less than a hundred days. That's crazy. It's interesting though, because something she, she made a comment about, I remember during which must've been that panel where she wanted to know as little as possible yeah. about the movie to, to write the book. Um, Cause she specifically said she didn't really want to know anything. Um, also, and just going back a little bit, even though this is not a sequel to Lost Stars, she did say that always in future, I mean, always in motion the future is. Yeah. It, so I mean, it there did could get, be one. It did get a lot of good um, buzz, and yes. I mean, I, we we had Saf on last week to talk about all of the uh, the yeah. the young reader books, and we're saying you know it's it's a market they haven't tapped into the YA market. Yep, and, and there huge. were a lot. There were a ton of people who came by the table um, on on Saturday and Sunday asking for Lost Stars, and we had to send them to the Disney booth because we mm-hmm. just didn't have it. Yeah. Like that's not our that's not our thing. And I, I realize it's mildly hilarious. I'm saying we like I work for Del Rey. But <laughs> basically I cosplayed as Del Rey this weekend because I was at the booth. Del Rey. <laughs> that's a joke I like. Well you actually do that, go that for Halloween. <laughs> <laughs> well, actually on Sunday I had Eric's badge. So I had an exhibitor badge on. Oh, so I kind of was pretending to be Delray. But it just made it easier at the time instead of explaining, well, no, I'm just a blogger, for a Star Wars blogger, but I can answer your questions. <laughs> I'm also not um, Chuck Wendig's agent, as someone thought. <laughs> That's I said hilarious. By accident. <laughs> like, sure, we'll, we'll take credit for that. Sure, why not? Chuck told me. Chuck told me to get him some books. I was like, I, I can get you after Map 2 and 3. Yeah. <laughs> um, and... They also announced some short stories uh, by Delilah Dawson, Alan Dean Foster, and Landry, Wa- Landry Walker. And these are going to be about the aliens in Maz Kanata's pirate castle, which is kind of interesting yes. because it's, you know, hearkening back to the old tales from Java's palace, tales from the. Yeah. Um, yeah. The first one they said is about the, the female character with the black and white cool stuff on who was in the middle of that Vanity Fair picture. Bazine. Uh, yeah. Bazine. That. It's by, what is it called? Uh, the Perfect Weapon. Mm-hmm. Um, I think some of us miss, I'm trying to look at my tweets because this was really not fair of them what yeah. they did to us. They they went, oh, we have five minutes left. Oh, uh, or no, they went, we have 15 minutes left. Let's save time, some time for questions. How about announcements? And then they just, the guy just spat everything out in about uh, two minutes. And- no, that's what people come here for. <laughs> <laughs> well, they, I was mad they didn't even put up a slide. I'm like, at least give us something. Like, we don't know how to spell any of this. Like, come on, help us out here. Hmm. Um, and then, like you said, the Foster Insider story. And then Landry is writing f- three stories, I think. Yeah. So it's High Noon, High Noon on Jakku, Face of Evil, and then uh, Crimson Corsair and the Lost Treasure of Count Dooku. Ah, interesting. You can probably guess which one is the Crimson Corsair if you look at the picture. He's the one in white. Correct. <laughs> um, the other thing they announced at Marvel's Cup of Joe panel was a new miniseries, a uh, five-issue miniseries, uh, called Anakin and Obi-Wan. And this will be set between uh, the Phantom Menace and Attack of the Clones. It will be written by Charles Sewell of Lando fame and uh, art by Marco Cacetto, which who is currently doing uh, Shattered Empire. I am so excited to read Soul's take on Anakin and Obi-Wan. You have no idea. Like, if people haven't read Lando yet, and I mean, when I say read Lando, I mean all five issues, you need to do that right freaking now mm. because it was so good. And I did not expect that book to be as good as it was. This is what I've heard. Um, 
Yeah, no, like Soul's a really cool guy too. Um, But I'm excited to hear that they're doing that, especially because I'm glad they're branching out a little more outside of the original trilogy era. Yeah. Um, Especially, I mean, you know, it's a miniseries. What you can't, you can't do tons and tons with it, but it, it's yeah. a nice little taste outside of there, and especially in such an unexplored area. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, I, I just thought it was funny because after they announced all of the, um, after they announced all of the books, there was someone who was complaining about everything being post Return of the Jedi, and I was <sighs> kind of like, okay, whatever. We've had the prequels for like sixteen years chill out we can this is our time and then uh, like five hours later they're like hey have a prequel or comic and i was like see people don't need to worry i would like to see a prequel another prequel era book and maybe not not during the clone wars but i would like to see something from before before uh attack of the clones i I would like to see more of that i am certain there will be more i mean it's it's foolish to think there won't be but, oh yeah, I mean, I mean, it just, I mean, it's a matter of time. Just like it's a matter of time before we get more a different mix of writers and artists on these books. Yeah. But in the meantime, like I'm not going to complain that we're getting more from Soul and we're getting more from Chiquetto. Like that's not, that's not something I'm ever going to yeah. complain about. <laughs> yeah, I think people, I think we're so used to saying what we want to see and what stories we want to see that we forget that when. There are, you know, there are stories that end up surprising everyone that you didn't realize you you wanted and then yeah. you got it. <laughs> I mean, how many of us thought that the Kanan comic was going to be as good as it is? I mean, I feel yeah. like that one just caught us all by surprise. I mean, we, we yeah. thought it was going to be fun because, well, you know, it's Wiseman and his backstory. But I mean, that's one of the best ones Marvel's putting out right and now. book wise, you know, Kenobi, like, that yeah, it's just kind of like, oh, OK, cool. And then it ended up being like one of the best Legends books there was. So. Yeah. I mean, and I know you guys weren't as much of a fan of um, of Lost Stars, but I, I that took a or not Lost Stars, excuse me, Words of the Sith, but that took a whole bunch of us by surprise who really, really enjoyed it. Yeah, well, and, uh, and, and, and even Lost Stars too. Like, I, yeah, I was that, just kind well. of like, oh, that would be cool, and I ended up really, really liking it. So yeah, I mean, just so, so yeah. much good Star Wars out there, I guys. Uh, so much. Yeah. So rounding up, uh, Comic Con. Tell us other stuff you did. Yeah, no, I, I got to. I just got to take a moment to say what really awesome guys that both Chuck Wendig and Alex Freed are. Um, like I, I've never seen someone do as amazing in a signing line as Alex Freed. Like that guy, just he knows how to work it, man. <laughs> it was pretty cool. Uh, Wendig for his posters, he wrote the usual shenanigans. Uh, you walk dance party was one of my favorites. Uh, another one he wrote. Luke dies seven times on another one. No. <laughs> Yeah, uh, and I, I think everyone should definitely be looking forward to Twilight Company. Um, it, like I said, I've I read the book. I finished it within like a couple days of getting it. It's awesome. It's that war novel I've been waiting for, and it's the war novel a lot of people who really connected with books like uh, Republic Commando and Med Star. I think this is the book they're really going to enjoy. Um, it's the other New York Comic Con stuff. Uh, oh, they did some re- they did readings. That was fun. I saw uh, that. Yeah, on Sunday I couldn't stay for the entire panel, but they had all the authors of the uh, the young reader retelling books up there. Um, they had Chuck. Alex came out as a surprise, and I feel like they had one more person up there. But they all they all kind of did readings in their book. Like Alex Bracken was on there. Um, She's the best. She is. She's so sweet. Um, Oh, and then I can't remember the name of the guy who wrote the Empire Strikes Back one, but he went and did a Jedi lesson. I saw so he, that. <laughs> which included throwing things at the kid <laughs> for his Jedi lesson. Um, oh, oh, it was the guy, the guy who did, uh, who did the Shakespeare adaptations. Oh, that was the other one Ian on the Dosher. Yes. He has a really awesome Yoda voice and a really good Kenobi voice. Cool. Like if something ever happens to James Arnold, Arnold Hill, <laughs> he have, we have a backup. <laughs> Uh, that was a really cool panel. And then I really enjoyed the panel that they ran on Friday. That was uh, more of like a fandom panel. So it had people like Katie Cook and Heather Antos and Alex Freed on it. And I thought it was weird that they had a guy from Wikipedia on there because everyone else on the panel worked in Star Wars professionally. Mm-hmm. Um but it was fun to hear them, like especially like Katie and Heather, talk about some of their experiences growing up and 
what Star Wars means to them. And they all, they all had some really, really good stories. I think the only thing I didn't like were all the questions everyone asked over the weekend. Like it was the stupidest stuff. Like, so wait, when so are someone we asked, getting legends back? Oh, I've got some stories about that. But <laughs> oh, so, okay. So it's the book panel, the big announcement panel. And someone chooses to ask in a book panel. So is the Force Awakens more of a of a of a space action movie or a space fantasy movie? Oh God! And I'm like, what the hell? I'm convinced you- for the audience that Brian is now face palming. <laughs> I remember sitting there, as I the am, ever you people doing? Yeah, I don't understand why why people do that. Like, learn context, learn subjects. It was just like I don't think like anyone asked good questions. In the, it was just, I was like, let's just stop. You're, you're wasting everyone's time. Can we go back in time? Take the time you just wasted with your stupid questions <laughs> and maybe give them towards letting the guy speak more slowly when he's saying his announcement so we can actually manage to tweet. Yeah. Um, Agreed. Yeah. Although there is someone who wants us, who wants to kickstart legends. Yeah. That, that's not kickstart legends. Yes, they, they want to start a Kickstarter. So that way, um, anyone, and they're going to get uh, Tim and Mike to to write books for them. That <laughs> wow. Only people, that only people who back the Kickstarter back are going to get it. Oh, I wonder if they know about that. <laughs> yeah, he, he said he was going to go ask at the, leg- at the the literature panel, but he did not. Oh, my God. Um, yeah, there's the so many reasons for- why that doesn't work. <laughs> Oh, people, let it go. Yeah. Let it go. I need to just bring, just have that song queued up on my phone whenever anyone asks a Legends question to just start playing Let It Go. You can queue that up. And then I want, I need to find a recording of Greg Rucka's like gleeful, his gleeful, like maniacal cackle about Leia and Han. They're bickering. Because it was the most amazing thing I've ever heard. So I want to like, you just play that and then I'll just play Rucka's laugh. And it'll be a great follow-up. But cool. yeah, I mean, I think that's about all. I mean, I have to say most of the people who came in came to the booth were pretty were pretty chill. I mean, some people definitely argued with us and said, oh, you know, legends and all, but most people would just either say it as they walked off or thought they couldn't <laughs> hear us as they walked by. <laughs> Muttering. I, I did cut someone off though who was trying to say like about how upset they are about the EU. And I was like, look. You want to know who my favorite character is in Star Wars? I said, who, Mara? I was like, no, Winter Selchu. You want to know what chance? I was like, and and by the way, as for Mara, I love Mara Jade. I cosplay as Mara Jade. I'm like, and then yeah. I went on my whole, I love Winter and I can still read about her and all these stories, but that doesn't mean I can't enjoy these other stories too. Yeah. I I mean, every time someone says that, I'm like, my dogs are named Mara and Jade. Yeah. I'm like, and I, I'm, we're, we're fine. Yeah. And then I'm pretty sure I got her to buy Rise of the Empire and Aftermath. So nice. <laughs> I'm gonna count that as success. I mean, I mean, I've I've come to the just the realization that like we're just getting double the stories, you know. And yeah. I, I I remember thinking like I really miss the New Republic era. I really want to go back to that era, and now they are, and but it's a whole n- new story, and they're not. They don't have to go by like a you know a full timeline, and yep. I mean, yeah, I miss characters, and I I. I I flip through Shattered Empire every week looking for Tycho, but I know me too. <laughs> I totally, I totally missed the Poe thing the first time around because uh, I was looking yeah. for a mention of Selchu so much. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I as long as they just have a guy in a like a blonde guy in a pilot suit, I'm gonna be like, that's Psycho. No one can tell me otherwise. Yeah, yeah. I, I Although, need I need my counterpoint to Nash. Yeah, God, we all do. Yeah, freaking Wind Rider. <laughs> and uh, or if 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 it doesn't happen for Shattered Empire, I'll I'll be waiting for the aftermath three for uh them to have a big space battle and Tycho to show up. <gasps> I'm counting on you. I'm counting on you, Wendig. Winnebago. Wendig. <laughs> Someone gave that man a lightsaber. By the way, did you see that? That was dumb of them. <laughs> It doesn't matter that it's not real. It's still they dumb. Gave him a, they gave him a Kylo Ren saber. That's really dumb. Why would you do that sort of thing? Watch out. It's Chuck Wendig. 
All oh, right. Man. Well, I think we are done with Kamit's concerns and not segueing into the end. Yeah. <laughs> no, but there's one more thing. One more. Showed Wait. Up in Wait. My... There's more. Yes. So I I got a copy of Battlefront when I was in New York this weekend. It is not the copy that Alex Freed signed, unfortunately. <laughs> but and I have I'm so mad I have to wait like a month, another month and a half, two months before I can tweet a picture of how Alex signed my copy of Battlefront because no. it's amazing. <laughs> um and it made me and Tom and Eric laugh really, really hard. <laughs> uh so yeah, someone remind me about that in two months. However, a copy of Battlefront also showed up on my doorstep today. Nice. So I have two. And as you may have heard me mention, I do have a handful of Twilight Company patches. So it seems silly to hold on to three copies of, of Twilight Company. So what I'm going to do is we're going to do a giveaway. If you Yay. are listening, if you're listening to this podcast, uh, when it goes, when the post goes up, uh, will that be tomorrow or tonight, Nancy? Uh, probably tomorrow. Okay. So when this goes up tomorrow, you guys have until the end of the day on Thursday, the, let's 14th. go with until midnight on, no, we're going to go with 9 p.m. <laughs> well, I want to make sure I can get the address. Right. Um, 9 p.m. on whatever Thursday is, uh, the 15th, to leave a comment on the podcast, uh, on the com- podcast page saying why you're excited for Twilight Company. And I will pick one of those and I will mail you the copy of Twilight Company on Friday. Um, You have to be in the United States because I am not shipping this book internationally. Uh, (laughs) I think it's fair. Yeah. And you will also be getting one of the Twilight Company patches, which were only available at New York Comic Con and only available if you had pre-ordered the book. Nice. So. So, yeah, go ahead and do that and uh, you can... Get the book, possibly. Yay! You'll just have to give me your address. Yes. (laughs) All right. So uh, we're going to get going now. And uh, Bria, where can we find you on the interwebs? At some place called Tashi Station. I mean, I drink a lot of blue milk there. Uh, So you can find me at Tashi Station or you can find me at my geek fashion blog, whitehotroom.com. And you can also find me on Twitter at Chaos Bria. Okay, and oh god, oh god, I have to do this part. I'm. Do you want to do I it? Do, I do not talk nearly as. Do you want fast to do it? Friend. No, do I, I can do it. Fine? I okay. Can do it. This episode of Tashi Seeds Radio has been brought to you in part by Her Universe and, and uh, are you our Patreon subscribers? Uh, you can find us at Twitter at Tashi underscore Station Lane Winry L A N E W I N R E E at Nancy Pants Nancy with an I. Facebook for Tashi Station Radio. We're on the iTunes Store. You can find our columns and news at TashiHappenStation.net. Don't forget to comment on the podcast for a chance to win a copy of Twilight Company. Uh, next week we will be having, uh, hopefully, we'll having Jason Fry on to talk about the Servants of the Empire series uh his short story and uh moving target and weapon of jedi because he has been a very 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 busy man and hopefully he'll be very 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 happy because of baseball um did i miss anything brian nope okay we're done This podcast has been brought to you by Majestic Giraffe Productions and is the official podcast of TashiStation.net. All Star Wars names, music, and logos are property of their respective trademark and copyright holders. Tashi Station Radio is not endorsed by Lucasfilm or any division of the company. Now go pick up some power converters. Power, power, power.